the season of the overflow has come. Amen. The season of the overflow. I don't know what that means to you. I don't know what it means to you. It says, but the season of the overflow has come. Amen. The overflow has come. Amen. Said you've been looking down on yourself. You've been measuring yourself based on what people have said. Maybe peradventure you're here and that's what you've been doing. I believe this word of comfort is for you. Amen. That the season of the overflow Amen. is here. Amen. Stop struggling to do it. Amen. Hand it over to me. Amen. Stop struggling to do it. Hand it over to me. Yeah. For the season of the overflow is here. Amen. Can we just bless the name of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. For who you are. Glory to the Master Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. That word for me is a comfort. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Let us be seated. That word for me is a comfort, even as an individual. Many things we've done, things that we've carried on our own, and the Lord says, the season of the overflow is here. It's not that you've not been experiencing something. God is saying that beyond what you've been experiencing, that season has come. But the thing is, I keep seeing this woman that is carrying a child keep seeing this woman that is carrying a child maybe it's for you it means a business but this woman is carrying a child single mother single mother single mother I don't know if it's someone in your family but it's a single mother please let her be peace the season is here. God will show up and it will not be in December. He will show up before the week is over. That is how you will know he's the one. That's how you will know that he's the one. Praise the name of the Lord. So my name is Better Praise and called the lead pastor of Pearl House Ministry in Lagos, Nigeria. And I want to welcome every one of us to this service. It's a wonderful time to be with God once again. Amen. I believe that God who has ordered you to be here has something for you. I'm not the one who invited you. Who invited you? God did. Right? Yes. God always needs someone that he can speak through. But at the same time, we need to understand that we are in a season and a time where God wants to do things and he wants to do them quickly are we together here one of the ways you will know that God wants to do something quickly is that you'll begin to find out that it will be like judgment when you move this way something will want to stop it suddenly it will look like you know everywhere is closed the reason why that thing is happening is not because the devil has power the reason is because the devil knows that his time is over 
and he wants to fight the last battle. Praise God. So, don't be disturbed if last week you did not make any money in your business. This coming week, you shall be surprised in the name of Jesus. And I'm not saying it because I want you to be excited out of what I'm saying. But I'm saying it so that you can trust God and understand what God is saying. Are we together here? The Lord is still on the throne. No man elected him into power. And therefore, no man can impeach him. Are we together? So you're welcome. Last week, we're looking at the overseer. And by the way, our focus for this month is the witness. And we began to, you know, define what it means to be a witness. Someone who has proof. Sorry, the agent, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's because first message was the witness. The agent, sorry. So the agent himself is a witness. The one who has what? A proof to produce. But when that proof is produced, why do you need proof? If the case is going south and the man with the proof shows up in court, you know the case has changed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what God is saying is that he's not talking about himself, but he's talking about himself walking through you. You see, many times people have put pastors in trouble. People have put men of God in trouble. They have turned men of God into idols. The man of God is the one with overall power. Are we together? <laughs> it's not true. That is why today we are looking at the second part of the overseer. And I want to help you to demystify what a call means. It's a privilege. But if you don't understand what a call is, you can give me the power that God did not give me. That is why you see some married women, they honor and respect their pastors more than they honor and respect their husband. But if they understood that husband also means the high priest in the house, it will be different. And if the husband even knew who he was, it will be different. Because some husbands have not taken over their, you know, their responsibility and so they push their wives out. And the wives now are looking for somebody. There's a missing thing there. When the man is sleeping and say, my wife, pray. Whatever God tells you, tell me. When the high priest is on leave, Eli is on leave. What will happen in that house? The head is supposed to have the eyes, the nose, and the ears. But the head is sleeping. What do you think? A woman will look for a head. What is she looking for? Vision. What is she looking for? A man that will speak. What is she looking for? Someone that hears God clearly. Husband is on leave. Now you push her. And then she sees the man of God operating at full capacity. Because of the grace of God. And then the man is giving God status. He's not God. He's but a man graced by God. And every one of us has a call. I'm going to show you so that you understand that some of us also are on leave. We have refused to carry out the purpose and the assignment for which we were born. We think that going to the office is the reason why you came to this earth. That's not why you came to this earth. The office is your own mission field. It's your own what? Mission field. The marketplace is your own what? 
Mission field. That family through which you've been married into as a wife is your own what? Mission field. Your street, your compound is your mission field. You are on what? A mission. So, that's what makes you an agent. But the A part of the agent is that you're a witness. You must produce proof. The B part of that agent is that you are an overseer. You are supposed to carry responsibility. So last week we started with Acts chapter 20, verse 28 and 32. It says, take heed therefore unto yourselves. Take heed, be careful. Unto what? Yourselves. Praise God. Now, princess, if, if you move, you can move. All right? Make yourself comfortable so you see. Praise God. Are we together here? All right. So don't allow anybody obstruct you. Okay. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all who? The flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you what? Overseers. Who made you overseers? Ha. Who has he made overseer? Overseers over what? Flocks. So everybody has been appointed a responsibility over a certain flock. Your flock may be your subordinates in your office. Your flocks can be those, your group of friends that somehow nobody gave you a title, but you seem to be the leader in the group. Because when you say something, everybody follows you. That's your flock. And guess what? When the trumpet will sound, there are certain people that will ask certain questions. Where is your brother? Cain. And Cain says to the Lord, Am I my brother's keeper? That will not be your answer in the name of Jesus Christ. Many people, their problem is that when they have problem, every other person should have problem. Yeah. When they have a problem, if they are sick, nobody must sleep in the house because they are sick. If they have financial problem, everybody in the family must contribute. But when someone else has a problem, they go and leave. God will ask you questions. You see that family? It's not going well. Husband and wife, they are fighting and you're living in that compound. God will ask you a question. Say, no, but I did not know. Uh -uh. Are you not an agent of God? Are you not supposed to take the responsibility of overseeing that compound? Oh, you didn't know that the reason why you went for interview and they did not take anybody, but they took you also includes the fact that you must oversee there the power, the grace, the gifts of God in your life. It's not so that you keep them away. It's because God has an assignment for you. Can you repeat after me, my father? In the name of Jesus, I receive and I accept my responsibility as an overseer, as a witness, as an agent in the name of Jesus. Even your parents who took care of you while you were a baby, as they grow old, you become their overseer. So, ah, man of God, are you talking about the general overseer of the ministry? Yes, the general overseer of that ministry is you. Yeah. The general overseer of your parents is you. Listen, it is an abomination 
you must be upset that you're 40 years and you're still living in the house and your father and your mother is cooking for you. You're not angry. You like it. May they throw you out quickly in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that, amen. <laughs> that means you don't know what your responsibility is. There is a time you caught. Move on so that you come back and take care of them. They have done your bit. Don't say, well, you know, things have changed. What do you mean by things have changed? When they were taking care of you, things didn't change. Now you're old enough. You want everybody to not think that things, no, things have not changed. It is now your turn to take care of them. Praise God. Listen, your desire as a child of God is that before my parents will cry, I have provided. It's, listen, it's a wonderful thing. Not at old age, you are still going back to ask them for money. What did you do with your own? I will be crying, there's no money, there's a listen. Money did not fly anywhere. Stop, stop, stop blaming the devil. Money did not go anywhere. What happened is that you opened the door. Did you hear what I said? When you mismanage, money will fly. Mismanagement. You buy what you should not buy when you should not buy it. It will go. It's not everything you see that is calling your name. Say, my brother wore black shoe and came to church. I, I like that combination. Next week, I must. You see where you, you tie your own. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Can't you think of being what God says you should be? I will bless you. And you shall be what? A blessing. So last week, I said every agent is an overseer with oversight responsibilities. And number one, we said every agent is an overseer to himself or herself. And we looked at 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. I'm going to rush through that. You can write if you are not here. So every what agent is what? An overseer to who? Himself. So you start by taking care of of yourself. It says be sober, be vigilant because your adversary who? The devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom to do what? Why should God be telling you? Why is he telling you? It's just like in the book of Genesis, you know, our brother led us here in prayers. That was wonderful. He said, listen, be fruitful is not a suggestion, it's a command. Yeah. When you are in the army of God, attention at ease, attention at ease. The next command, be fruitful. What do you do? You produce fruit. You don't say, oh Lord, I understand attention. Oh Lord, I understand at ease. This be fruitful. Explain it. Uh-uh. For God to say, be fruitful, he has put everything that you need to be fruitful in you. God can never ask you to do anything that he has not given you capacity for. That's why when you look at Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 10, you find out there clearly that it talks about the fact that you have been given what? Seeds to the sower, right? Praise God. Let's rush. Let me know. Okay, number two. Every agent is an overseer to others. Every agent is what? An overseer to who? 
to others. And then today we are looking at every agent is an overseer on behalf of Christ. Every what? Agent is an overseer on behalf of Christ. And that's why we are looking at the fact here. We say demystifying the concept of the call. To demystify is to uncover so that you know what it really means. Are we together here? See, you don't need many people to win. You need focused people to win. It's not about... The Bible didn't say that power is missing. The Bible didn't say that authority is missing. The Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, it says that my people are destroyed for lack of what? They don't know. So you can have everything, but lack of knowledge is the reason why you're not winning battles. Lack of knowledge is the reason why you win and then you lose. Because you cannot sustain what you won last year. It's lack of knowledge. A consistent, progressive life is as a result of knowledge. You won today, and people are watching you next week, you are still in the state of a winner, victorious. Next month, you are still there. This one, you're still there. No, there's something you know. And that is to keep what you already have or what you want. It's another mystery. Praise God. So it's not just about winning. It's about sustaining. It's like a wedding. Many people get married. But what happened along the line? Are we together? Many people have an admission. But what happened along the line? You need to understand because once you have the knowledge of that thing, you can pray it out. You can, you know, deliver wisdom. Are we together? Because everything you receive from God through prayer, right? You are going to sustain through wisdom. I'll take it again. Everything that you get through what? Prayer, which is power. You will sustain it how? Through wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom is profitable to direct. So you've got something today, you lost it yesterday, you're not wise. That's how we know. Alright, Romans chapter 12 verse 4 4 to 8, just write it down. Romans chapter 12, 4 to 8, but I'll read verse 4. Romans chapter 12 verse 4. Can we all read one to go? For we have many members where in one body and all members have not the same what? Uh-uh, follow me. All members have not the same what? Uh-huh. Underline the word office in that scripture. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27. We read verse 27. We write it down verse 27 and verse 28. But we will read verse 27. Okay. It says, Now ye are the body of who? And members how? In particular. Next verse. Ye are the body of Christ. But as for members, what? Particular individuals. We are all members. But at the same time, you are an individual. So you do not hide under corporate corporate. You must also understand your individuality in Christ. 
There are people whose prayer life is only corporate. There's nothing wrong with corporate prayer. But listen, your individual prayer life has to be solid. Because everyone who comes here must come from the place of their individual prayer life. You must come. You want prayer to be strong. Everybody must come from their individual prayer life. If not, you can come. We will pray. And it will look like it's only one tire in the car that is carrying the whole vehicle. Despite the fact that we have other tires. But the problem is that, check, the gauge or the air inside the tire has gone down. Because that's how people's prayer life is. What are you contributing, fire or smoke? You didn't say water. Smoke. You know they say, anywhere you find smoke, there must be some fire there. How do they say it? There is no smoke without... <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. At least you are reading that something. So everywhere you find smoke, there should be something. The fact that you have smoke means that there is something. It means that, mm, let's check you, it's there. The problem is that you're not finding it. And because you're not finding it, that's why they smoke. But the moment you find it and there's fire, what happens to smoke? Smoke goes down. So if you come to a body of Christ like this and you're bringing smoke, it is not anointed. It's problem. You're contributing what? Uh -huh. Verse 28. It says, and God has set what? Hmm. In the church. First the apostles. Secondary what? Thirdly. After that. Then gifts of what? Then helps. Then what again? Governments and diversities of tongues. Are we together here? Good. Look at the action. And God has set. Underline the word set. The first scripture I told you to underline the word what? Office. This one underline the word set. First Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 11. Demystifying the concept of the call. You need to understand what it means. Praise God. 12.7 Demystifying the concept of the call. Now look at this. We took this earlier on and glory be to God for the spirit of God. It says, but the word <laughs> of the spirit is given every man two words on the line here, manifestation and profit. So the first word we underlined was what? Office. The second word we underlined is what? Set. The third word we've just underlined is what? And the last one we money. Uh-huh. So, office, set, manifestation, and profit. Those key words explain the meaning of the call. That I am called. I'm called. We agree. Explain to us to what office. What office are you called into? Hey, I'm just called like that. You cannot just be called like that. Nobody is employed into an organization and he stays outside. 
you came in to that organization to function. So there is an office that has been set. If they did not have vacancy in that office, they will not advertise it. But the advert pointed to a particular word, office. And because that office was vacant and you came into the office, immediately God will do something. He will set you. You know your office, God sets you. But the moment you are set in the office, okay, come, this is your office, this is your desk, this is your laptop, this is where you're going to work. What are they expecting you to do? To manifest. And when you manifest, produce what? If you follow those steps, you are not called. Did you hear what I said? You are not, forget, you can tell us stories. You are, I'm the man of God. You don't understand. When I see for you, when I see for you, see what? What are you wanting to see? God didn't hang you in a tree. <laughs> there is an office that you have been called to. You answer according to that office. It is because of the understanding that you've been called to an office that you will respect the other person in his own office. Then you see people say, no, no, no. That man of God does not have power. What do you mean by that? It's because you don't know the word. There is no competition here. There are captains over 50. There are captains over a hundred. There are captains over a thousand in scripture. The day they call for a meeting of captains, will they not all attend? Child of God, I like numbers. I like crowd. Are you hearing me? But be careful the crowd you gather. Because God rewards faithfulness. He does not reward crowd. The greatest problem in the body of Christ today is number. Greatest problem that we have today is called what? Number. Inside, even our fight. Do you know how old I am? Is that not a number? Why are you, why are you bringing age? It's a number. How old do you think you am? That you're talking to me like that? It's number. Hey, how much do you think you have? Is what? Eh? Because you will count it in the account. It's number. And then another person want to show you. Listen, listen. Don't tell me. That. Do you know how much this car cost me? Is what? Number is our problem. Numbers. Numbers. It has entered into ministry. If you go to that church, see, if you know the number of people that are there, oh boy, that man in charge, if he's not careful, he can pursue numbers and go and look for something and put inside microphone. Everybody will fall because of what? Number. You're gathering crowd that God did not gather. And you're using methods that God did not give you. Why? Number. Let people know. Okay? You miss it. And it's the same problem we have carried home. You are competing with that man. The number of cars that he has. I must also have that kind of, even the house that you're building. It must be three floors. I don't like this one that is one floor. It's number. How many bedrooms that is in your house? There are five. The other one, I, I don't like one bedroom. I cannot marry somebody who has one bedroom. What are you discussing? Uh, number. Housekeeping. 
I don't like short men. What do you think? What's the difference between the short and the tall? Let's measure him in a number. Amen. That is a problem. Let us pursue faithfulness. That is why we need to understand what God has called you to do. So that when the other person is doing his own, you will remember the scripture that says that you should rejoice with them that are rejoicing. If you see him party, eh? hey, the canopies that they have, there, how many is a number? How many people gather? You know how many are showy beers, eh? Hmm. Trouble. And so we don't understand when God is in a place. How many disciples did Jesus have? Started with 12. He moved to 70. He moved to 120. But you see, never. Jesus gathered people. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they went out to minister in the place of their call, they did much more than Jesus did. And that was the joy of Jesus. That was the prayer of Jesus. That my children, you will do better than me. He said, greater works than this shall you do. That is the joy. But do you know that we have parents who will never allow their own children to overtake them? They are threats to you. Your own child you bet, pay school fees, born. Now you compete with the child. My friend, don't tell me that. What, what kind of money do you think you have? My friend, that's your next generation. It's supposed to be bigger and better than you. It's supposed to be, I mean, as a man of God, as a pastor, the people that are coming after you have to be bigger and better than you. And the people coming also have to have the sense that that's the prayer of your father. And for that reason, you don't use your size to come and sit over his head. It's called faithfulness. If he was not faithful to take care of you, you'll not get where you're going. Are we together here? Honor your father no matter what. You're looking for father. He has K-Lake. Celebrate him. Put him out there. Let everybody know who your father is. Don't be ashamed because another man, you know, has some kind of things above him. My father, what's wrong with you? You have a child. Celebrate. You have your place is small. It's cute. Cute. It's not small. It's cute. Not cute. It's cute. Praise God. Don't call it what it's not. Say, no, I'm doing a, a small business. No, you're not doing a small business. You're doing a growing business. It's growing. It's growing. That's the state. How can you measure a five-year-old with a 30-year-old? You're having heart attack of the 30. And the man at the 30 is cool now. You will get this. You don't understand. I've labored and labored. Excuse me. I've been here 30 years. You five. That is where you should be. It doesn't matter. Trust God. And keep doing it. Are we together here? So what's a call? Number one. A call is God setting a man or a woman in an office. In the church. By the grace of God. To profit all. That's number one. What is your call? Is God setting you in an office? So you need to find out which office. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. We know that. But I'm going to read it from the Passion's translation, please. Just follow me while the other one is up. It says, and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles. 
Who appointed them? God did. They did not appoint themselves. So, guess what? I cannot appoint you as an apostle. Oh, you didn't know? Okay. He gave some. He gave them. Say, you, apostle. I can't do it. I am a man. The best thing I can do is to put you in what we call the pastoral team. The pastoral, you know, training and all of that is to awaken your consciousness to the particular call. You will find the call. As we are praying, you will know it. You know the problem? Some people think that apostle is greater than uh, pastor. So they, he said, when you become pastor, then you go up to the level of what? Apostle, life. They are all the same. They just have different responsibilities. Maybe by next Sunday, I'm going to show you the different gifts that God gave each one. So that when you are looking for a pastor, there are certain gifts you are expecting from him. When you say a pastor, pastor priest, what is it? When you get to this man, what is it? Did you know that the highest office huh, within the body of Christ is the pastor? Every other office sits under the pastor. Acts 13 verse 1. It's not here, but let me show you that one. Since I straight into it. Look at it. James, the brother of Jesus Christ, who was not one of the disciples when Jesus was alive, eventually became the pastor of the church where all of these people now we're attending, including Peter. They sat under him. Look at what it says. And now they were in the church that was where? A church where? A church where? Certain what? And what? Okay. In a church, where were the prophets? Inside the church. Where were the teachers? Inside the church. Who is the person who leads the church? But today, a prophet will open something. A teacher of the world will open something. But you see, there are men of God, people like Kenny Higgins. Kenny Higgins knew who he was. He knew that he was not a pastor. But guess who his pastor was? His son. He will come to service and sit down. And the son will teach. He is the pastor. He reports to him. Father, but here, because of the chief spirit we have in Africa, everybody wants to set up something. No, God did not scatter. God gave. He gave someone, go back to that Ephesians 4, 11. He says, okay, let me read from it. He says, and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be what? Evangelists. Some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And they are calling, look at this. Mm, okay, let me, let's read this. So now, go to the next verse. All of this that God gave, please watch me. All of this that God gives, why did he give it? For the perfecting of the saints, one. Two, for the work of the ministry. Three, for the edifying of the body of who? This is the reason why God packed all that together. So that they would do this work. But when they do this work, how will they know that they have reached where they are supposed to be? Next verse. Next verse, see. Till we all what? 
Read with me. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Until the people get to that point. All these people called have not finished their work. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that what I'm saying is shaking some things. Because we are not used to it. We now believe. See, we have brought, uh, we have made our pastors, evangelists and all of them, Babalawo. Some of them have become personal priests. You know what a personal priest is? Anytime you want to consult, you go to him. Hey, Baba, help me look. <laughs> help me look. What is he looking for? Help me look. Somebody told me, Pastor, you know that when you people pray, God answers you people faster. I said, I didn't know that God has preference. <laughs> I didn't know that some people, their prayer is very fast. You know, and those people are pastors. Praise God. It's not so, don't allow anybody to wound you. Are we together here? And I'm teaching you this so that you begin to demand for what belongs to you, right? Okay. What is another definition for this particular, you know, thing we are looking at today? It's a mission. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. An overseer or a call, sorry, is what? Is a mission. What is the meaning of a mission? A mission is what you were born, equipped, and ordained to do. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5 says, before I did what? Read with me. I formed thee where? In the belly I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I did what? Sanctify thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto who? So before you were born, I have prepared the office. Now that you come, oh Jeremiah, enter your office. It's a mission. This is the reason why you were born. So when you accept the office, see, 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 God help us in the name of Jesus. God help us. My desire and prayer is people here, especially our young ones, our children, should be able, from even parents and prayers, know what their call is before they go to school. Yeah. There are many people who go to university study a course, pay school fees for four years, five years, six years, come out, drop the certificate and do something else. Instead of finding out what God has called them to do, so when they are going to school, what are they going to be equipping themselves for? Getting technical skills that have to do with what God called them to do. They will not be wasting money. But many will enter, study law, come out and sing. And I said, what's wrong with you? He said, no, I, 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 even while I was there, I was struggling. So you knew. Yeah. I'm not saying that going to school is wrong. But what I'm saying is that it would be better to find out by age 15 you should know. By age 15. So for those who didn't know, God help you as you're getting married, having your own children, begin to prepare so that you teach them and then pray along with them 
And when they say they are choosing courses, you can tell why they are interested in that thing. Are we together here? Praise the name of the Lord. Hmm. Number three, a call is an assignment. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16. A call is what? An assignment. A portion of a body of work given to you. A portion of what? A body of work given to you. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16 says, From which the whole body fitly does what? Joins together and compacted by which every joint does what? Follow me. Every joint does what? According to the effectual working, in the measure of every part, make it increase the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Give me a simpler version. Then I will not be confused. As far as you are here, you have something to supply. You have what? Something to supply. Bible in basic English? Okay, no. Let's read this. He says, from him, the whole body fitted and knitted together by every supporting what? Ligaments. Promotes the growth of the body by building up what? Itself in love by the proper working of each individual so every individual part does something. What does it do? It builds up itself. You build up your capacity. Why am I building? I have a call. What is the meaning of a call? I must supply something. So you're studying. You're praying. You're building capacity for what? I have a responsibility. Yeah. I have a responsibility. The Lord has given you gifts. A gift in speaking in tongues. But we don't have an interpreter. God cannot give a gift and the interpreter is not there. The issue is interpreter is either lazy or careless. And he needs to do what? To build himself. So when the tongues come, the interpreter must interpret. And I'm not saying corporate prayer where we are all praying together. No, what we are saying is as maybe the worship and all of that is going in the midst of it, not by confusion. Bam, the word comes and somebody gives a word. And as that person begins to speak, someone interprets it accordingly. It's a gift. Are we together? So I know, these are strange things. They don't happen again. They do. They still do. And that's why I'm teaching you this in preparation of a foundation so that you can find yourself. All these things are not resident in the pastor. Alone. You also have it. Some people, it is that which God put inside of you that the enemy hijacked. Now, when the person sleeps, he's dreaming. Everything he sleeps and he's dreaming, they are chasing him. The reason why they are chasing you is not for any other reason. It's because you carry something. The devil will not waste resources because he has limited resources. To begin to pursue you. You think the devil can be everywhere at the same time. He doesn't have that power. He's only God. If the devil is in the parlor, he can't be in the bedroom. So he has to create chaos here to make you think that he's here. So that he can go the other way. And then when he creates fear here. And you see, that's why the Bible says it's the shadow of death, not death. Can't problem. You're afraid. He has gone, no. Maybe he's on Urola Street or something. You know, but he has gone. And then when, by the time he comes, let's go and check. Let's go and check. They poke you again. You continue for one week. He knows what to do. And if it's not enough, he will raise his own agents. You go to the bank like mom. You park your car. And an agent will park and block you. 
Say, until I finish, I will not come and remove my car. You didn't know. You didn't see agent. May God open your eyes. You will see horn. <laughs> so you just keep quiet and say, well, you will not sleep here. That's what mommy told me. I said, of course. If the person decides that he's in the night, God also has people that will fight for you. Just sit down there. Because when you go, you don't know. The moment you say you just touch the person, they all fall down. And he has gone. The thing has become police case. And then newspaper, pastor's wife killed woman. Ah, you won't ask. He said, I talk him. I talk him. I talk him. He didn't ask. Don't allow the devil set you up. God has set you in the church. Are we together here? All right. It is not a title, but a responsibility. John chapter 21 and verse 15. Your call is what? Not a title. What is it? You don't want now. You know, your call is what? Not a title. What is it? Exactly. John chapter 21 and verse 15. So when Jesus had died, sorry, so when they had died, uh, yeah, yeah, and Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? God now says, so you love me? You do? I want to ask you a question. From the fact that on the basis that you do what? I love God. Look at me. I love God. You don't understand. I love the Lord. I love. Okay. <laughs> he said, he said unto him, yes, Lord. Thou knowest, God, you know that I do what? I love thee. And what did he say? Prove your love by doing what? Feed my lamb. Prove your love by feeding my lamb. First Peter chapter 5 verse 2 and 3. King James, 1 Peter 5, 2 and 3. A call. <laughs> Feed the flock of God. Is that it? Which is where? Uh-uh. Taking what? The oversight thereof. Not by constraint, but what? Willingly. Not by filthy liquor, but of a ready mind. God said, feed the people. You know why, you know, this message is going as if, you know, it's so, pastor should preach something else, so that we shout, praise the Lord, and we will dance, praise the Lord. We don't like work. This means work. We like when the whole thing is ready, we bring plates. Oh Lord, today we came, to bless you, you will plate. Alright, put something. <laughs> and the Lord will put something today. You shall receive all the naira you need in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nicolette. And then your, <laughs> your phone shall ring. Amen. Listen, those things happen by the mercy of God. But when God is taking you to the next level, God will say, Today I collect from your account and I give to the one who does not have. Say amen. Hallelujah. That is what the call is. The call is you must be your brother's keeper. That's what the call is. A call means somebody you do not like. Even last year, he had a problem with you. You were even begging him to come to church for some time. Oh, he did not. He did not even answer. In fact, he banged the door. He even on you. No, another. Hey, hey, I don't like him. Then in the middle of the night, he calls you. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Can you pray for me? Who is this? 
Which name? You can. Are you the one who last year spat on me? And I mean, <laughs> are you the one who banged the devil? I mean, God don't catch you. That is not what God. Listen, a lamb that God said you should feed. A lamb is a baby. Babies behave in a particular way. God did not hide it from Peter. A lamb. They are stubborn. You restrain them. They kick you. You beg them to put themselves together. They don't understand what you're talking about. They abandon you. It's a lamb. If he knew better, he would do better. So your responsibility is to do what? Feed. Feed them what? Feed. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. Feed. Keep feeding. As you're feeding the lamb, as you're feeding the lamb, as you're feeding the lamb, what will happen? It will grow. And as it grows and continues to mature, what will happen? Jeremiah 3, 15. As you feed, what will happen? It will grow. And as it grows, what is happening? It's maturing. Do you know where you now say, uh-uh? He will tell you, hey, I didn't know. He's matured now. That's why you must be patient. Guess what he says? He says, I will give you what? Let's read together. According to what? <laughs> we shall do what? Feed you. Feed the lamb. What is he feeding the lamb with? Knowledge and what? A lamb does not have knowledge. A lamb does not have understanding. Just take them like that. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 1. We are going to read it quickly to verse 4. I want to show you what it means. We have not entered into whether you are a pastor, whether you are, you know, this is just basic understanding that you are called. Even as a child of God, every one of us has what? A call. Read this with me. Want to go. Woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Says what? Stop, wait. What is woe? Ask that man in red. What is the meaning of woe? Woe? Is it woe or woe? Mm. Woe is curse. Oh, so God can curse pastor. Hmm? Is it not in the Bible? I'm a pastor and I'm showing you. God cursed. Why? He said they destroy and they do what? They scatter my waiting. This is not lampo. Those that are mature that can ask questions. Say, my friend, what's wrong with you? Do you know when I received my call? Do you know how many years I've been in ministry? Were you here when we start? My friend, sit down. Don't, don't, when I say you do, don't do what I say. Why are you, why are you intimidating? You intimidate God's people, you enter us. It's not yours. When you look at John 17, Jesus himself called, went back to God and said, Lord, hey, these are the people you gave me. I'm coming. Jesus gave a report based on those that God gave him. And we said, these are the disciples of Jesus. Jesus didn't call them his disciples in John 17. Jesus said, Lord, these are your people. And he still gave account for the one, Judas, that was missing. He gave an account. I said, no. Thunder fire you. Since you leave me, if you leave this church, listen, you shall be cursed. In the name of Jesus, when you finish, the thing will bounce back. 
What did he do? Destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Go to verse 2. I want to show you something today. So that you understand our responsibility before. Listen, that's why I say it's not an office. If you know you are what? A pastor. And they say, please write your name here. Can you introduce yourself? Don't introduce yourself as I am. I am Pastor Better Praise. I am not Pastor Better Praise. My name is Better Praise and Call. I am a pastor. That's the assignment. Not a title. And then if they don't call you Apostle so and so, you say, that's not my name. He said, but is this thing, is it? He said, no, change it. That's, that's, that's not, you don't know. I, I even traveled. You don't understand. I went to Israel. So you should put JP at the end of the name. Because the anointing of stepping into Israel is upon me. Who tell you? Aha. Uh-huh. Let's read though. <laughs> he says, therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against who? So God will speak against pastors? Against his pastors that did what? Listen, look, read, 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 read. That did what? Feed my people. What did they do? They still fed them all. But what they fed them with did something. See it. He said, they fed my people and he have done what? Scattered my flock. How did they scatter? They did not use scale. What they were feeding them, the knowledge and understanding, yeah? the thing was scattering them. Instead of putting them with God, they were making the sheep of God my... Hey, yeah. Hey, you know, my man of God said, my man of God said, many people have quotes of their man of God. They don't know the Bible. They have scattered people. See, where the truth is told, you may not find many people. If you lie now, the place will be full. The Lord will have, anything you want to do is do. See, it doesn't matter. Listen, listen, you know you're under grace right now. If you commit sin right now, you'll go to heaven. All you need to do, once you're saved, you're, oh boy, you will do that one. The people who went to hell didn't come back and say, ah, we missed the bus. They are there. So how are you sure that you will follow that thing? You will go and you pass there to heaven. Most of us on this side don't know. We'll only be crying and we put you in the ground. And people like me will use it to do crusade and pray. And people give their lives to Christ. Whether you went to heaven or not, in that crusade. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They scattered. He said, you have scattered my flock and driven them away. And have not done what? Mm. Behold, what will I do? I will visit upon you the evils of your doing. Said who? Next verse. Some of you are looking strange. Did you know this was in the Bible? It's a calling. When the Lord gave me this assignment and I was asking him, how do I lead your people? I don't want to copy and paste. I don't want to do, he gave me this. He said, it's how to lead. And then somebody said, pastor, you don't, you don't push people. You don't drag people to the church. I say, hey, I'm a man of encounter. I pray that a man will have an encounter so that through the encounter he will be established in Christ. It's not me dragging you. I will direct you on how to hear God. I will direct you and help you. You know, my job is to give you knowledge and what again? Understanding. Through that knowledge and understanding, you will find God for yourself. When you now find God in the word that you're reading, you find God in the place of meditation and prayer. Nobody can move you. Even when they say, leave that church, nothing is working there. Say, you don't love. <laughs> okay, waiting I see you, no see. That's it. People only see the baby when the baby is born. 
Even when the pregnancy is protruding, there are people that will be accusing the person, say that thing is fibroid, it's fibroid. Even with the big tummy, they say it's fibroid until they begin, we see the begin. They still don't believe. So don't think that as far as this is, nobody sees that. It's when you begin to manifest. So, ah, now we know that the Lord that you save is God. Okay, look at this. Look at what God says. I will do what? Hmm. I will gather the remnants of my, whose flock? Whose flock? <laughs> Out of where? All the country without that have driven them. Wait. Who drove them? Pastor, you're not following. Read. You're looking at me. That's why I'm warning you. Don't look at me. Look at the word. Look at Christ. Look at the Bible. Do you understand? See, he says, I will gather the remnants of my flock out of all the country whither I have done what? Who will gather? Who drove them? When the pastor thought that he was driving them, he didn't know that the Bible says that he will order the steps of the righteous. While he was teaching them and causing them to be scattered, God will still carry them. In their running, God will still ordering their steps. Even if they want to go there, until they find a place and they went there. But God kept them in that place for something. Look at what he says. He says what? And will bring them again to their own fold, their company their local assembly. I'll bring them back and they shall be what? Follow me. They shall be what? And what? Listen, when you are in your own company, these two things will happen. It's not crowd. It's your company. When you find yourself in your own company, it doesn't matter whether there are five people, the five of you will prosper. You don't prosper. He said, no, I like that crowd. You go and join crowd. Is it your company? He said, when you go there, there are cars there. No, the other people whose cars you saw are the people who are in that company, right? And people who are increasing and being fruitful in that company that you're following. No, find your company and go there. When you are in your own company, these two things happen. Next verse, sir. Finally. I want you to understand what this call means. Are we together? What did he say? And I will do what? Please read with me. Read with me. This is your deliverance. And I will set up who? Over which shall feed them and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed neither shall they be lacking said who? Ha <laughs> ha. Verse 1. Who did he curse? Verse 4. Who will he set up? And he has set some in the church. Who did he set? Shepherd. Pastor is a title. Shepherd is a responsibility. Are you getting it? You want to be a pastor? It's not a problem. You can take the title. After all, we know ministers that don't have portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> we know many. There are ministers for here. Minister for name. Minister for tag. Minister on the card. But look around them. How many people's destinies has changed for having contact with them? And Lemuel prayed a prayer. He said, God, <laughs> that you should give me so that I don't steal. 
But at the same time, there's a level at which you give me so that I will not forget you. That is where you know the line. It has nothing to do with 100. There is a place where God will give you. It will be sufficient. And that same place will help you not to be envious of another person. But there is a number God will give you. It will make you leave him. It will give you so much power. You will think that it's under your... Yesterday, somebody was sharing a testimony with us after I came back from a, com a meeting, a mentoring class or a meeting we had with one of my mentors. Said this young man was doing well in the ministry and he got upset because the pastor rebuked him. And listen, if you're here and I rebuke you and you're upset and you leave, you were never, you were never my son or daughter. Never. And I'm not angry. Because when God rebukes you, why does he rebuke you? The reason why God would chastise you is because of what he wants to add. He's clearing the ground. What? See, the thing you are holding so dear, my pride, my this, my this. God says, remove your hand from there. That thing is not your level. He throws it out. When he forces the thing out of your hand, you get upset. Well, why is he taking it out? Because he wants your hand to hold something else. And you're holding this small thing. And you're saying, that's where it is. That's why we get upset with God. So if I rebuke you, and you get upset, and you leave, God, glory be to God. You just created space for another eight people to show up. And those eight will be better than you. That doesn't mean that I must stand up and begin to rebuke people. No, I must do whatever I'm doing. How? In love. Are we together here? We'll do it in love. So you see here, number one, he feeds them and they are no longer afraid. One thing you realize is that when you are in the right place, you can take risk. You find that you, are, you have entered rest. You just... Things don't look right on the physical, but inside you there's rest because there's no more fear. You are no longer dismayed. You don't have bad dreams and nightmares. You're no longer confused, right? And then he says what? One thing you also see around them is what? They will not be lacking. So when you start lacking and you are in the right place, then you know that the devil is trying to play one chance with you. Did you hear what I say? You are in the right place and you are lacking. Ah, take it to God take you to God. You marry the right wife that God gave you and there is no child. Ah, that's not God. Fight it. Did you hear what I'm saying? You have children and God was the one who gave you. And then one of these says, I, I like this. Eh? So, no, 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 that can't happen here. You take it to where? To the altar. Can we rise to our feet this morning? I believe that you understand very clearly what is happening. There is a place God is taking you to. He needs you to understand your assignment. Before we enter into knowing whether you are a pastor, whether you are an apostle, whether you are a prophet, whether you are an evangelist, whether you are a teacher, helps, government, before we know all of that, you need to know this. It's foundational that no matter what is said concerning that pastor, you can fill the gap, can be an evangelist. But can you pray to God this morning? Just bless him for what he has said. Just thank the Lord for reaching out to you by the reason of wisdom this morning. By the reason of knowledge this morning. The word of God that you heard today, has it taken you one step further? Has it brought you into the place of knowledge? Remember that the moment light shows, the moment revelation is made available, what begins to happen concerning your life is that you become fruitful. 
Because now you know. For the word of the Lord. He says, thy word is what? Light a lamp to your feet and a light unto your what? Your part. So you need to know that the Lord God Almighty is available unto you. Can you just bless the name of the Lord for the word of God today? Father, we just thank you for the word. We thank you for your word. Can you place your hand upon your forehead even as I pray for you? Father, in the name of Jesus, the wisdom for today, the wisdom from your throne, release unto your people. Father, we take them to the next level in the name of Jesus. Let everything that has been a mystery to them become plain. From this, O oh God, bring them and establish them, set them even in their place in the name of Jesus Christ. They shall prosper to the glory of God. For in Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen.